That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. got a lot going on. Last sure. time I last time I ran into you, you uh, you're telling me about uh, being an, 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 your financial advisor. Yes. And yes. now you and now you've just added another element to the professional well, post playing career. They, they run side by side. So um, being a financial advisor, I feel like I'm a financial coach to people. Right. Um, and now I am also doing business um, coaching, okay. inspirational coaching, business coaching. Because I, I give a lot of business advice anyway, right. just with, um, and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So it just made sense to develop that side of it. And now I'll be speaking around the nation on, you know, that, that side. So, okay, let, let's just re- rewind back here. You, you have a, right, you, you, have, you have a decade plus career right. in the NFL. Of course, uh, I mean, people think of you as a Chicago Bear because that's where you were for eight years. Yes. I mean, that's what on. I think of myself as, oh, right. a Chicago Bear. And we're, yeah. we're, we're in Chicago here. Exactly. So. But, uh, you know, and so that you, a lot of you guys, when you're done, you got to, well, what am I going to do? Some guys have made enough money that they can do whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, all the quarterbacks that played for 12 years. Right, yeah. right, right. But they still have a life that they got to live. Right. And then there's others who have to, not only do I got to figure out a life to live, but I, I got I to gotta make some money. So you got to earn. Right. Yeah. So, like, for you, when did, did you realize while you were playing that, okay, were you thinking ahead to what, what's it going to be when I'm done, or did you sort of, oh, my God, my career is over, and now no. i got to figure this out? No, I thought I was going to be done playing football, and that was it. I was going to, no. Um, I knew at, cert, at a certain point I was going to have the transition. I never knew what that transition was going to look like, but I was preparing myself mentally for that transition. Um, and I, I just never identified myself as a football player. Um, that's football players is something that playing football is something that I did for a living. It wasn't who I was or who I am as a person. So um, I always knew that I wanted to be able to give back with anything that I did moving forward after football, just because of my life story and what was given to me to help me get here. And I think what I'm doing now is really giving back to a certain group of people um, to help them enhance their lives. And by me helping them enhance their lives, that gives me the opportunity to help those people that can't use these services that I have, help enhance their lives also just by what I earn from, from the other people. Well, and you're, you're working with the NFL alumni and you guys are partnering with all sorts of different 
nonprofits who are trying to help people right. who are uh, sick or have not been given the same stuff that some of the fortunate uh, children, like uh, you know, who grew Absolutely. up grew up with some dollars, who can actually, you know, get the coaching at that at the young level that perhaps uh, you know they would want to just have right. fun or to advance themselves. Uh, so, what 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 exactly with the NFL alumni? Like, what, what would you say you guys are? most focused on right now I know you got events coming up right so um, one thing that you said in there is like kids that you know may have the financial means to do stuff but there's also kids with financial means to do things that just get caught up in the wrong situations um, get sick injured mm -hmm. so we support all kind of organizations from the at-risk youth to kids that's that's sick and, and need that extra support and, and the organizations help support them to get them to that next level um, of their childhood or you know whatever that may be so there are a number of different you talking about the Ronald McDonald um, we supported them uh, for the concert we have three uh, organizations that we support in American Cancer Society right bike ball yeah. and also on uh, Gary Comer Youth Youth Center so it's, it's a lot of a lot of uh, people out there that we support what what's bike ball Bike ball, um, it is. In, it, yeah, but that's yeah. Is that by choice or is that is that? Um, it's by it's by force. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. So you have was, some, but not all. I was trying to think of something clever to say, yeah. but it, it wouldn't come out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got I got a ball spot right here. Okay. But it looks good, right? Oh, it looks smooth. Yeah. I mean, I th I think once you got you got to make a decision in life, and if the and when they're you, you know, gotta you gotta learn when to let it go. Right. LeBron, you made this decision to go to the to the Lakers. Yeah. You also need to make the decision to go ahead and let it go because it's getting all back here. Right. Yeah. I, I, that that whole thing. He's, he's yeah. holding on. He's fighting as, as much but, as he can. Yeah, but okay. But I, this I don't is, want this, him to be Jerry Rice. Yeah, okay. Jerry Rice held on for way too long. He, he actually had braids that started back here. <laughs> and, and I love Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice was one of my childhood heroes. But I was like, Jerry, you got to let it go. Did you see Jerry in the, uh, in the yes, body issue? I did. What did you, th you think of that? Um, I, didn't, I seen his interview for the body issue. Oh, okay. And he, was, he said mentally he think he could still play. Yeah, do you? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be but, hit. But I, but I get the mentality, though. From you know you, you're like you feel invincible still even in his in his in his, in his 50s not I'm, invincible but like capable. I'm least. glad he does because I don't I don't I don't okay. want anybody breathing on me hard. Okay. No physical contact. I don't want anybody even looking like they want to hit me. So did you, okay that makes me want to think or I want to ask, did you love playing the game? Because like some guys I like I, I I don't know I would be in the locker room with say like Martellus Bennett of recent note, and he was always. It just seemed to me like he was complaining about practice and, and the grind of it all, which I totally get. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a job and it's every day. And some guys, they just, I feel like they pound out of bed and they just want to play football, 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 and they have right. no other interests. And I just think it's normal that maybe, okay, maybe you're, you're out there because this, I'm, I'm, I'm great at this. I make a ton of money doing it, but I don't necessarily like love it every single day. Right. And you got guys on both sides. Yeah. Um, you got those guys that just eat, sleep, and that's all they do. And then you got guys like Martellus Bennett and you have other guys um, that they use it as a platform right. to get their other talents out. So there's no right or wrong way about it. But me personally, I was a guy that I loved the game. Um, I love practicing. I love being in the locker room. I love the whole atmosphere about being a professional athlete and, um, and just going out and competing. Yeah. So I, I, I love, I mean, Sundays were the best. Uh, absolute the best and you can't replace that right and that's something that people say do you miss the game and I was like no I miss the competition 
Right. I miss the competition at the highest level where you're just trying to outdo the man on the other side of you. You can't reproduce that anywhere else. So I can't, will you just take me through a Sunday, just what, what's that, what that's like? Like, what time did you wake up for like a noon game? And, then you, and are you eating oh. and, and to get in the locker room and like the, the build up and then running down the field? I just want to, I want to give me like one moment of living through it. All right, so let me take you through it. Um, typically, I, I was always an early riser, so I would wake up them early for me was six. Now these days it's like 4.30. Um, so yeah, happy retirement, right? Um, so wake up around six o'clock. We would eat around eight-ish. Okay. At the um, stadium? No, at the hotel. Okay. So I would, um, I would always call my brother um, before the game. And before I headed out, he was the only person I talked to on game day. Okay. Um, one of my brothers, the one that's next to me, but not the oldest. Um, and I would go down to eat, and I would have most of the time the same meal, okay. um, which was a, a, a little steak, a little pasta, and then some green beans. Let's go. That, and that's it. And then from there, we'll go back and and get changed. And it was a short. It was a short trip over to the uh, to the stadium because we stayed right downtown at the Hilton. Okay, right. And and I would get to the stadium maybe two and a half hours early, and, and start a routine of going in, getting tape. Well, first of all, you got to go in, check all your stuff, make sure you got everything you need. If you if you don't have everything there, you go and see T Med, and T Med <laughs> make sure that he got all your equipment right for you. Tony so, Medlin, I see you. Absolutely. So <laughs> okay. we do an equipment check. Yeah. And then after the equipment check, you know, we start the process of going to, to get stretched, maybe going to hot tub, um, get loose, get stretched. Um, anything medical that we needed to attend to, uh, got that all out of the way. And, and then now we're getting into game mode. It's now, hey, spend a little bit of extra time in your, in your playbook and just try to hit those finer points that, you know, from week to week to week, we don't, we run the same plays, but it may be different nuances because of how the defense is set up and what we want to attack on that certain defense. So hit those finer points. The coaches always gave you the, um, a, a list of things to just remember. Right. And, and Rob Boris was one of the best at doing that. So sit down for 15, 20 minutes and go through that, then go back and, you know, start putting on putting on the um, the shoes, the pads, and those type of things because now it's time to go out and warm up. Right. So, and everything was listed. Time, okay. time, everything was listed. So we knew, hey, at this point, that's when the quarterbacks went out, the specialists went out, the receivers go out, the running backs go out. Now the offense, offense and defensive line comes out, and that's when we, you know, uh, start to practice and warm up as a team. Man, that whole thing, you just bring back memories now because I'm visualizing just being out there getting ready. Like, this is like an hour before the game. Right. And now we're out there just – and then remember Ruben Brown always breaking sure. us down and saying we got to be um, willing or push them to, to the point where they're not willing or able to match our intensity. Yeah. And that was one of his things that he always told us, that they can't be – they won't be willing or won't be able to match the intensity that we're about to bring out on the field. Yeah, and then like awesome. had that breakdown and, and go out on the field and go to battle. Were you a lovey, uh, lovey guy? I was a lovey guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of him being on the college level right now? You know what? I haven't paid attention to it okay. um, as much as um, I probably should have. I know that it's been a struggle, yeah. but he's also been, 
you know, bringing in his own players. And that, that takes a little while. But one thing I do know, Levy is a good coach. Um, I can't talk about recruiting and all that because that's a side that I didn't see. Right. Um, but I'm sure when he gets in front of the people, he could deliver a message because he always yeah. delivered a message to us as grown men that we always bought into. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he's delivering the same type of message to these college kids or high school kids that's coming to play for his program. How long after a game until you felt normal physically again? Never. Like, never. Like really never. Because I, you know, I, 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 do, uh, I do the Bears post on, on, on WGN Radio and it's, it's Dan Hampton mm-hmm. and Obradovich and Glenn Kozlowski. Now these are three crazy men. I mean, right? Understatement. Yes. yes. I mean, <laughs> so they would say, you know, it's like being in a car crash and then you may be irrele- normal to a football player, I right. think is what they're saying. Like maybe by Thursday. Normal to a football player. Okay, so we will qualify. But you don't. But like, but the whole season, it's all you're just, you're in ache and pain the whole time. So it's it's relative. Yeah. Because you, like you say, a football player, you just get used to having soreness and an achy ankle or you know jammed fingers or sore shoulder. It's always something. Right. Especially if you're a guy that that plays a lot, and even the special team guys and the guys that don't play a lot, because we also have to practice. Right. Well. I don't think there's a whole lot of contact now, mm-hmm. but even just running around out there every day, I mean, yeah. you're going to beat your body up. So, yeah, so the, I would say this, the best that you feel, not that you ever get back to 100%, but the best you feel is probably, yeah, Thursday, Friday. Right. Yeah. Um, but not, like, Monday, it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, Monday is the worst. Yeah. Because that's coming off of game day. And, right and and game day is when you go out there and you you at a hundred percent. It's not practice. People coming out and they're trying to smash you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, o, Ob would tell me that I don't know because you were talking about the medical before the game, so I don't know how much you, you feel we could share here. But I don't play anymore. Yeah, right. And nobody's paying me. Oh, so, yeah, right. So I mean, he would. I back then he would, they'd be back on the flight. Mm-hmm. Said to play a road game. He he was telling me like thirty thousand feet. They'd shoot up his left shoulder. They threw up his right because he's both of these are separated every mm-hmm. game, and 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 you know I, and I don't I I, I, I for the first time because I'm getting older here. I had my first cortisone shot. I was like, oh my god. I mean, I was screaming and like like bloody murder was the end of the world. The, the, you, every game. Right. I mean, did you have to go through stuff like that? One of the most disappointing times that I had as a professional athlete is, um, I think this was 2008, Okay. maybe. Um, I developed stomach ulcers. And I was on the sideline this one game, and I was like, man, I'm just hungry. Like, my stomach is burning. So after the game um, left, uh, me and my family left, and and, and the first thing I said, we got to stop and get something to eat. Like, my stomach is, like, burning. So we went and ate. I felt good for a little while. And then later on that night, my stomach started burning again and it kept going for the next day. And I just kept thinking that I was hungry. Right. But that next night, I think it was Monday night, um, I woke up in so much pain. Yeah. And I went to the hospital, it was like 12 o'clock in the morning. And they said that I developed ulcers. And they asked me, am I taking any medicines? I was like, well, you know, I, I take Toradol shots. But I was taking Toradol shots every day, not every day, before game day, two pills. And then I, I probably was taking pills to practice. Okay. And it, it got so bad that I developed those ulcers and I went back to the medical staff and I was like, hey, I, I was told that, 
you know, the Toradol may be the reason why my, my, my stomach is tore. It's like, yeah, that's one of the side effects. It's like, when, 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 do you tell, when, when do you tell me that? Like, right. I was never told that. Right. Just, here you go. All right, let's get out there and get them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Des, uh, by the way, you might not be able to eat or you're going to feel like you're real hungry. Your stomach lining is being eaten away, but uh, you're going to feel you're going to you won't, you won't feel that back pain. <laughs> so that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that takes me to like, do you do you feel like the NFL, the teams that they actually care about the players that are on the field? Because I, I know like in theory mm-hmm. they do. And, you know, I, like speaking of the Bears, like George McCaskey seems like, you know, he's, he's well, right. Exactly. So I'll break it down like this. The business entity doesn't. Right. Some of the people do. Yeah. So you got to separate the two. Yeah. And even though the, the people represents the business entity, they get thrown into that category of, ah, oh, they don't care. Um, there's some good, there's some good people out there. There's some good um, owners, there are some good people in upper management. Um, I don't know too many people in the NFL office, but I'm sure there are some good people there. But the business of the NFL, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. I mean, just look at the uh, settlement that we that that came out in 2011. Was it? Seven hundred and um, some odd million dollars, seven eighty-five, which was like a drop in the bucket. And how much has been paid out? I don't know. How, how much? None. Well, tells you all you need to know. Zero. I didn't know that. What, what's the, are they, why, why have they not paid? Do we know, um, do we have an understanding? And, and this is just my opinion. Okay. It's so difficult and convoluted and you gotta do this, this, and this, you gotta go to this doctor, go to this doctor, you can't go to this doctor, and you gotta have this and this and this, and all of this stuff is not a simple process. Right. And if it's not a simple process, how many guys are actually gonna follow through and go through it all? So right, so they're they're not exactly lining up. Okay, we owe this guy this much, this one. They're all we're going to send out all the checks and be done with it. They're going to make you jump through every single hoop and and okay, and then and then you'll get. My opinion again. Yeah. Um, they try to not force, but try to get us because they provide the doctors for us. Right. And if you don't know any better, you just go to that doctor. And what I've come to find out to find out through other doctors is that, yeah, those doctors are chosen for a reason, to deny you. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and if you don't know these things and you're not going outside of the, the establishment, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. I don't think it's set up for, for the players to get anywhere. And then, so, okay, we, we have this, all this evidence that, well, you know, forever the NFL denied concussions. Mm-hmm. The, the, we, the, there's no, whatever, the, the, the game is not causing people to lose their ability to think, which was obviously ridiculous. And, and guys have all sorts of trouble from walking to, and, and we, you have guys taking their, their own lives, all, you know, multiple long lists, a frightening amount of lists. But then you also talk to guys and say, would you do it again? And I'll say absolutely. And, they, oh, you, and you all say absolutely, because it's, it's, it's that much fun. Or how, would you, well, how would you define it? No, I, I look at it like this. And you say there's a long, long list of guys that you know taking their life. It's actually not. It's a long, it's a long enough list that there's, there should be concern. It, yeah, no, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. It, it's a long enough list. But it's not, okay, right. I, I yeah. Get it. yeah, and, and I don't want to take away from you know, the impact that that list of people 
right. that it should have on people. Um, but so, the majority of the guys, they come out and they are fine. Yeah. Um, and you got to define that, yeah. um, what fine is for playing football. But for the guys that don't come out and, and they're not okay, there, there, there should be, I think, more for those guys to help them. But this is how, this is how I think we as players have to look at the NFL. And this is how fans got to start looking at it because I get approached about this a lot. It's a career, it's a job. And just like any other job, when they say, hey, this is your contract, this is what we're gonna pay you, and this right. is, I think, the mindset of the NFL. All right, we paid you this, we promised you this, you're done, you're not playing anymore, we don't owe you anything just like any other corporation. Right. And right. I, think, I think that's their mindset, that's my opinion again. Right. But then if that's their mindset, you know, can we blame them for that? Because that's, that's any other corporation. Sure. And here's what I believe that needs to happen. I, I think there's enough, there are enough players where we can establish what we need to for our own instead of looking for someone else to do the work for us. Absolutely. There's plenty, if you got plenty of guys making a ton of dough who can put into a pool right. where you can where you can take care of yourselves and, and I, I think that's great and and that goes back to just like any other industry you can unionize and we do have a union right um and i think our union does really really good work for us but i think they dropped the ball on one thing when we were going through those um negotiations in 2011 and the one thing that we wanted from the NFL was for them to show the, show the books and show what they knew. Right. We took the money. We never did force them to, to tell what they knew. And I think that was the biggest mistake that we could have ever made. Well, see, but okay, you guys have such a finite time to play. So if you're gonna like really like, okay, this is what we want, like this in your case here, like I'm, we're not playing until we see the books. Like you guys are gonna have to give away seasons, maybe one season. And are guys willing mm -hmm. to do that? All right, so let's talk politically. <laughs> yes, yeah. Let's talk about where we're at as a nation. Yeah. And, and, and I believe in order to get back to how everybody thinks everything should be with prosperity, right. you always, some, well, not always, sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. So the same thing in this situation where we may have had to take a step back Right. To, to actually to make more progress for the guys for the future. And if we, you know, take the money instead of the knowledge, yeah. then we're, we're cutting ourselves short. And, and we, we played the short game instead of the long game in this situation. We do that a lot in this country, not just, not just NFL players. That's why I said politically also. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, we, we, we're playing the short game right. instead of the long game. Terrible way to go about, yeah. about your business in any business. Uh, okay, speaking of the short game slash long game, why do you think, like the the NBA, the way they partner with their players? By the way, I'm gonna stop him right now. I never had an interview like this where I went so deep in the stuff. All right, like, like you're the first person that's, <laughs> that made me go this deep and, and talk about all these things like this. So, all right, are back we, to live are we, action. Oh, are we okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'll, I'll stop it. So, but I, you know, I whatever. I, I mm-hmm. well, this stuff that interests me more, and I, I love, the, I love the stuff on the field. I talked, I talked yeah. about that too. But and, and well, I want to get back to the NFL alumni in a second. But uh, the NBA partners with their players. Right. You got Steve Kerr speaking out. You got Greg Popovich speaking out. You got LeBron James. Uh, you got Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, Chris Paul, like a long line of guys. Mm-hmm. And there's no. Like you, I, I, people who like the NBA are on both sides of the political aisle, and there's just there's nothing. The NBA is is thriving. The NFL, it's like they can't get together. That now that now I know the players, you know, use the anthem as a vehicle to get their message out, and that and that and the NBA they haven't had this issue. But the NBA, the NBA was partners with their players enough where they never, it never got to that point. Right. I, I'm wondering. You know, from your perspective, why it is that because I because the NBA to me is going like this. They and are. The NFL is is not. And I think that's true also. Yeah. So. Um. And I, I don't I don't know why we can't come, and have that that unified front like yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Um. I think the NBA had they have bigger personalities. For one, they get they get okay. seen. Yeah. Um, a whole lot more people can notice them a whole lot more facially. Um, well, they promote their guys. And they promote, the, they promote their guys. NFL promote their guys, too, but it's, it's different. Yeah. And, and I think that the NBA just have bigger personalities. Interesting. And those personalities are almost encouraged to be the personalities. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the same in the NFL. The NFL is all about the shield. Right. It's not about the players. It's right. That, well, that's what we, that's what I think. It's true. Like the NBA, okay, LeBron, you're in Cleveland, you're in LA, you're wherever, you're LeBron. Right. And you're, and you're still in the league. The NFL, I, well, I mean, people move around all the time, but there's a lot more Packer, Bear, right. Eagle. And there's nothing wrong with that. NFL is king, still is king. 100%. Yeah. And, and so they've, they've done something right. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're doing something wrong. I'm just saying it's just different with how the NBA and those personalities are put in the forefront. I guess I just look at it like it's not that hard. And it, it shouldn't be, this shouldn't be something that the NFL is just struggling over and over and over again. And now we're, okay, you can stay in the locker room, but you know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> how about it, that? it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you get, uh, I, I don't, it, it, it does not speak well to me uh, for, for Roger and, and the owners. And uh, I, I, you know, you got a lot, like the, the Bears right now are being represented by Sam Macho. I mean, you cannot have a better guy. As Sam far, Macho is a good dude. I mean, that yeah. is a great man yeah. in the community. Um, cares about people like you had there's opportunity to partner with guys like that all over the league right I mean, maybe not everyone's Sam Macho but there's a lot of guys like that right and, and I think the Bears are smart to have Sam Macho Sam Macho is not the 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 superstar right um, but, but he is someone that can represent an organization in the right way yeah. he, he embodies everything that you want a representative of an organization to be now I need Sam to go out and get 12 sacks this year. <laughs> and now Sam will be a superstar. And then yeah. he'll be the face of the organization. And right. then he'll be the full package. But Sam, you know I love you. We go to the same church. <laughs> right. Well, he, okay. He could use the profile on the field. But he's given everything he's got. Uh, so, okay. Maybe, yeah. you can, maybe, maybe you can do it, Sam. Matra, 12 sacks. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So, all right. Let, let's, let's get back as, as we wrap up here. You are... Uh, off the field right now, if, if people want to get in, in touch with Des Clark and, and they want to uh, have a, 
a trusted guy to, to direct them for financially or business-wise? Why should they reach out to you, and how should they reach out to you? So why? That's a great question. Um, and I would love to take 30 minutes to tell you my story, but I'll break it down into about- You can take about, as much time as you want. To about a couple minutes. So the reason that I do what I do, and, and the reason why I've chosen the path that, I, that I've taken here as being a financial advisor, coach, and a, and a business coach, is because when I was young, you know, me and my family, we struggled. We struggled mightily. My dad had a crack addiction that kind of tore apart the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom had to keep it together for all of us. But it yeah. just wasn't my mom. It was other people in the community that got behind us and said, you know what, let's help this, this family out. Let's help these kids out. Let's help this single mom out. And it was because of that community of people that got us to, to where we needed to go. And, um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, because I've seen stuff as a kid that I shouldn't have seen. Um, yeah. I did stuff as a kid that I shouldn't have done. And I went through situations as, as a kid that no kid should have to go through. Yeah. Um, and now looking back at that and saying, man, I played in a Super Bowl. You know, um, I was all ACC leading receiver at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, I was all state in high school. I did all, I, I mean, I did some amazing things. Um, played 12 years in the NFL. So once I, transition from the NFL, I sat back and I said, you know, what is life is going to be about now? Because the, the spotlight is gone, so to speak. Right. So what is it going to be about? And I, and I wrote my purpose statement, and my purpose statement reads, with excellence being the standard. I got that from Mike Martz. Okay. Because Mike Martz, he, although he wasn't my favorite coach, he did have some things that stuck with me. Okay. And one is he, was, he always said, there's only, you know, there's one standard, excellence. So with excellence being the standard, my purpose is to enhance the lives of others through any resources that I have available, resources or expertise that I have available to me within reason and with respect to my family who are primary. At every opportunity, transforming strangers and associates alike into, a, into extended family members. So that's what I live by now. And I said my career path, whatever I chose to do, had to embody that statement. So what I do now is I enhance the lives of others through what I do financially on the financial side and now coaching on the business side. So we're, we're talking about a high integrity gentleman who... Ooh, ooh. Is that... Is that You're you going to make... Oh, now not people... Well, got, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, but that, that, was, yeah. that was... I mean, I, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... Do you want to frame it up for me? Yeah, well, I just, but, but that's just what I'm hearing. Like, right. you're, you're, you're willing to share your journey. There's, there's a lot of vulnerability in that, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and you've had some of the best coaching that you could possibly have. Absolutely. And, and, you're, and you're giving that back as you're moving yourself forward. And, and look, and, and I never shy away from this, too. This is how, this is how I continue to feed my family. Right. And, and what better way to earn for your family than to do good for others? Right. put others in a position so they can also be their best. I, I was, I was going to actually, when we were starting the interview, one of the questions that was flying through my head was like, what, what was your childhood like as far as moving up? And you touched on it just a second there, the, the, some of the challenges that you had. How did you get from what you were dealing with to where, to where you're at? Let me say this before I forget. My father has been clean for 24 years, and a lot of wow. times when I tell this story, I forget to mention that. Okay. Um, if you go on my Twitter page, D Clark One Life 88. D Clark One Life 88. Did y'all get that? Okay. <laughs> um, but you'll see a picture of um, me, my senior night, okay. last football game of my high school career. 
was pitching my dad and my mom. And that was the first game that he came to. Oh, wow. Because he had just got, gotten clean. And he's been clean ever since. And um, good, good dude. Yeah. Um, but how, I, how did I get through that? You know, when I was young, it was just normal. I, we didn't know any different. Yeah. You know, if the lights got cut off and we had to go three, four weeks without lights, that was normal. We didn't have a refrigerator. We had a cooler as our refrigerator for a while, and that was just normal. Right. So you didn't think about it because you didn't have any other perspective to compare it to. So it was just moving through life, but I credit my mom okay. because she always made everything okay. No matter what we were going through, it was always okay. And, and um, if, if I could share, I'm wearing, yeah. I'm wearing pink today, and I wear pink every Tuesday because my mom passed on a Tuesday from, oh. from um, breast cancer. Even in her dying days, her last couple days on this earth, her, even her last day, she was still trying to smile and still trying to make us feel like it was okay. And from when I was young to, to her last days, she always made us believe that it was okay. What a fantastic woman. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I, I guess, uh, well, okay, we, we got the mom visual in there, but so many guys are super talented, but this, there's a work ethic that it takes yeah. to do it. So are yeah. you, are, are we, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of mom in that work ethic for you. Um, a lot of mom and dad, yeah. um, dad got, got his yeah. crap together <laughs> yeah. and he, um, he worked at it and, and he's helping other people, but coaches when, yeah, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. When, when, when I made up my mind and I tell this story, when I talk about my six principles of winning. When I made up my mind that I want to be successful, I was like 14 years old. And um, I went and told my mom that. And it's just amazing how when you make up your mind that you want to get something done, yeah. uh, things kind of get put into place. And for me, it was my Coach Jays, Coach Jordan, Coach Jackson, Coach Jordan, Coach Jones. <laughs> those are my middle school and high school coaches. And those guys, you know, outside of my, my family, probably helped mold me more than anybody else. Um, they wouldn't let me quit. The times when I tried to quit the, the, the junior high team, Coach Jordan came up down that station wagon. He held up practice and came and got me on the station in that station wagon, told me to get in the car and told me I, I would never quit in my life. True story. Um, you listened. Coach Joe, yeah. um, I was a quarterback of the high school football team, and he told me to organize all the guys in, in the spring um, camps because they can't be out there for spring, like just seven on seven. Right. I say, oh, I got you, Coach Joe. But I was in the basketball gym all that time, and I dodged Coach Joe for a long time, for like a week and a half. And he finally caught up with me. And after he laid into me with, with a few, you know, harsh words and, <laughs> and a firm grip um, around my shoulder area, I'm not going to say he choked me, but <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that he told me was, son, all you have is your word and your name. And wow. once you lose that, you have nothing. And I always remember that. So that's one of the reasons why I am like I am and I always try to protect my name because any door that I walk into, I want to be able to walk out and be able to walk back into again and have people have a warm, warm feeling when they say the name Desmond Clark. Well, you're welcome in here anytime. You I appreciate know, it, you, man. You, you know this. Yeah. So it, it's, it was great to talk to you. And uh, we're, we're uh, how people reach out to you if they want to get to well, you. First of all, if you don't mind, can I talk about this concert that we're doing? Absolutely, We please. have a huge, huge concert that's um, taking place on the 17th of July. Okay. And it's going to be at the Aramar uh, Farm and, and Polo Ground. And if you are 
in that 20, 30, this and, and younger, this is the concert for you because we have Echo Smith coming out. 44. It, I'm right there with yeah, you, 41. Yeah, know, but I'm gonna have a good time. <laughs> so if you're if you're 40s right. and you got kids, this is the show. You, I mean, you'll be the most amazing parent of all time by bringing your kids out and having them. And, oh, I'm sorry, I said the 17th. It is the 15th. It oh. is Sunday. Yes. Um, um, July 15th. A week from this coming Sunday. Yes, at 6, 630, uh, all the festivities start. We're going to have a bunch of NFL players out there. Right. They're going to be out there playing with the kids, doing interviews from the stage. Um, but we got Echo Smith and the score performing live. And if you want to go get your tickets, just go to NFL Alumni Charity Concert, and um, tickets are available. And this is the first time that this polo ground has been turned into a concert venue. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful to spend the evening on these grounds. Website one more time. NFL, NFL Alumni Charity Concert dot com. NFL Alumni Charity Concert dot com. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, we'll see you out there. You I'm will. A, I'm expecting some big moves. You know. Hey. And it, <laughs> yes. Go and get this. I don't think it's been taken yet, but we have a helicopter. We have an experience where we're going to have an NFL player fly with, I don't know, two or three, six people. I'm sorry. I don't know if I want to get in a helicopter with six people, but I'm sure it's safe. Um, but we're going to have an NFL player fly with six people from the city of Chicago, going to do a tour of Chicago wow. and then fly out to the concert and then going to fly you back. That's pretty with cool. That player. So um, you can go and buy that experience. Never been in a helicopter. Me either. That's a little, sounds a little terrifying, but also amazing. With three people, maybe? With six? Oh, it'll, oh, be, no. it'll be awesome. Yeah. Gr great to see you. Yes, it's good to see you also. All right. Des Clark, we enjoyed it, and uh, we'll do it again. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.